Welcome to the Closing Time Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 3, powered by Rocky Hill Accountants. I am Joe Aguirre, joined by this guy, Chris Sawyer. We'll get into him in just a minute. If you still haven't filed your taxes, though, make sure you visit RockyHillAccountants.com. You've only got until May 17th to get it done. Chris, I suspect there's still a lot of people who probably haven't gotten it done. That's not good. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax debt Deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. No, it's not good. No, it's not <laughs> good. Not, get those done. You got to get it done. You got to get those done. Procrastinating never is better. We were joking last week. You know, I know a lot of people do it themselves. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I mean, no matter how much you think you know, I think you should hire a professional. You got to hire a professional. I'm telling you, there's two things. Do you know how to pull your teeth? No. You go to the dentist. I always go to the dentist for that. So, yeah, teeth. Look, I think anything money-wise, I want a professional. Right. You know? Right. In the like, long run, you, you know, it might save you a dollar if you do it yourself, but, you know, in the long run, what it could adversely affect you. Yeah. It'll probably cost you more in the long run than, I'll tell you, too, because uh, you know Glenn from Rocky Hill Accountants. This guy was like, he asked for paperwork from, like, 15 years ago. And I thought... Nobody who's ever done my taxes before has ever asked for stuff that long ago. Right, exactly. That sounds thorough. Thorough. He's, you know, it's crossing T's and dotting the I's. You want thorough. Trust me. <laughs> um, and now, so, and, and you uh, you work for uh, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, so you are in the mortgage field. Again, you know, there are a lot of dot-coms that are doing it these days. And um, if you could explain why those dot coms are a terrible idea to get a mortgage uh, outside of the fact that you're a human and you're not really sure what's on the other end of the dot com. Yeah, I mean, I always felt, you know, over the years that if you can build that relationship face to face with somebody kind of um, you're not a number, you're, you're a human, you're humanizing the process and it allows <clears throat> allows you and the client to be able to have that constant communication whether it's on a Saturday or eight o'clock at night and maybe they can't get access to a scanner or something to get whatever paperwork over that you can actually meet with them because you're local to them. And you know, you're like, so you're just not a, a, a telemarketer taking a loan application. So, the, you know, that's why I, th I feel it's beneficial to have that, um, that human humanizing of the process face to face um, because a lot of it is handholding you know, in the, in the process, because it's a stressful um, time, stressful move for no matter if you're a first time buyer or a fifth time buyer, you know, you want to keep them in constant communication, keep them in the loop of what's happening throughout the process. So to be able to have that human interaction, as opposed to just dialing 800 number and not sure who you're getting on yeah. the other side, you know, cause they could be passing along, passing you along to, Johnny and then Joe and then Sally and then Mary and who you never know who you're going to be constantly talking to and you know where where you're talking because they could have a telemarketing company in Indiana could we have one in Arizona 
Sure. Well, so, you know, that brings up the interesting point, like, you know, as far as like Zillow's concerned, you know, the, the Zillow's estimate um, is done without the benefit of any sort of visual inspection. Right. That's a pretty. So, again, you know, when people are like, oh, on Zillow, it says my house worth 500,000. It's like, well, has anyone from Zillow been in your home? Right. Have they seen the inside of it? No. Then how would they know what, what your home is really worth? And as you said, you know, you could be calling one of those dot com companies and they're out of New Jersey or they're out of South Carolina. What do they know about what's happening here and why would that sound like a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's sometimes the people, the uh, the the instant success, instant gratification community of, well, I can just call somebody they're they're on they're online, you know, and. But like you just said, you know, do they know where you live and, you know, the taxes or, or the, the, the house values um, thoroughly know the house values where, you know, we can call a, a real estate agent or an appraiser or an inspector and get them on the phone and be able to get more of a thorough um, evaluation of whatever the case may be. Whereas if someone is, you know, halfway across the United States, you know, they don't know, you know, they don't have that detailed information. So I think like I said, I think it's just the, the, the quote unquote convenience of people to like go online and get that fast quote and then they get hooked and then they get so far along that they can't get out of that hook, you know, and then, you know, then they kind of have you. Yeah, unfortunately. that's pretty much what it is. I mean, right. I, I think at some point when you're, you know, look, I, here's the whole thing about mortgages and why it's important to have a real local human being doing it. There's deadlines. Dates, yep. And and I, as uh, your realtor, I need to be able to get in touch with this person who's doing your loan. And a lot of the times, when it's not somebody local, I find trying to track down the person and getting them on the phone to ask basic questions like I would do in any normal transaction, it becomes an impossibility. Yeah, especially, you know, like, uh, are they banker hours of nine to five or, you know, are you going to be able to get them, you know, at seven o'clock at night or on a Saturday afternoon when they're at the park with their son or daughter, because there's a softball, baseball, soccer game. But at least, you know, with somebody's locals, they can actually, they'll be able to pick up the phone. Like, Hey, I'll be home in 15 minutes. I'll be able to help you out. So that, that convenience and that service is what, you know, makes the people that are local that you're doing the business with um, priority number one. You know, to be able to have that availability, accessibility to whomever you're working with. I've been a realtor for 16 years. And over the course of that time, I have worked with a lot of different mortgage people. And I've also golfed with a lot of mortgage people, both guys and gals, because uh, it doesn't matter what you are sex-wise in that industry. You definitely golf. You golf, right? I do. Yeah. You, is that like a prerequisite for the job that you're all golfers? Uh, it wasn't on the application. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll I, say this, anytime I'm on the golf course, and you and I haven't done this yet, but uh, anytime I'm always out on the golf course with at least one mortgage person, it seems like, and we stop every two holes. We pull off and we're sitting there, we're throwing back some white claws while this guy's talking to his clients. And again, that's the benefit of working with local people who will pick up the phone, 
at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday when we're on the fifth hole? Well, you have to feel, um, and this is the way I look at it, is the person that's doing the loan, this is their first loan, whereas I've done X amount of loans. So, you know, the old adage, you know, not asking a question, or what is it? The, uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So you have to look at it in there. You got to put yourself into their shoes of they don't know the process. As much as you try to explain the process, they have so many things that are coming out of them, different angles from the real estate agent, from their insurance, from the attorney, from my processor, from, the, from me as a loan originator, that they get bombarded. So not to their fault, they have selective hearing. They hear this, the certain things. So you have to handhold and guide them through that process. And it might be, you know, repetitive questions, maybe saying it a different way that, okay, not a light bulb clicks. Now they know where they're at. Why would I need this piece of paper or what have you? So to be able to answer that phone call to allevi- alleviate a question that they might have is imperative. It's important to, you know, keep their stress level down you know, um, and, and keep walking them through, through the process. I mean, we have a, a sheet of paper, a, a form that we like to give out to clients. It's a monopoly board. Everybody can recognize the monopoly board. And on the monopoly board, instead of, you know, B&O Railroad and Pacific Avenue and those things, it's like steps of where you are in the process. Oh, that's really cool. So you kind of hand that out to them along with like a do's and don'ts of when doing a little like, you know, don't open up any new credit and all that kind of stuff. This monopoly board shows them kind of, you know, where they are in the process. Now, for some people, the monopoly board, they go, they go through it quicker because it's a little bit more smoother a process. Whereas some other people, for whatever reason, maybe they are self-employed. And you got to do a little more income verification or maybe there's some title issue that comes about, you know, so they're, they're, they go through the monopoly board a little slower, you know. So you got to be ready to guide them through that board you know, depending upon their scenario. One of the big things, um, and this is a specific story about a specific client, and she knows I tell this story because it's classic, uh, and she was an amazing client. But she, uh, the the loan officer and I told her, oh, I don't know, a hundred times, don't buy anything large at all. If you're thinking about making a purchase of any size for whatever reason, just run it by us. And I'll never forget this. Love this girl to death. But she called me up one day and she said, this, this is what she said. Can I buy a diamond? Right? I said, listen, I don't know if you mean a ring or a pendant or just a big giant, just like solo diamond. No, is the answer. No. Just no. No diamonds. Buy it after. Yeah, buy right it after. Buy it right after. Yes, when the loan closes, that's when you go buy your diamond. Go crazy. Do you find and 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 this is what blows my mind? And I I love my clients. We we end up becoming the best of friends just yeah. in spending that great time together. And for me as a realtor, I'll tell you to to help people that I know find like their forever home. That feels special to me. It really does. One thousand percent. You know, my whole thing when I'm in a house with somebody, because I'll talk you out of it if I don't feel like you guys are into it. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, you know, the wife sometimes would be like, yeah, I could grow into this. And I'm like, we're not growing into anything. 
You either like it today or you don't. Right. I hate that. I want them to, to both. I want that. They look wow. at each other and they're like, yeah, the wow factor. all the birthdays, Christmas. Yeah. I always like to ask them that. Can you see, can you see Christmas right here at the tree in the corner? Are we doing that? Yeah. If they feel it and they see it, then, then I'm, I'm all about it. You're, you're, you're uh, painting a picture. You're uh, a visual visualizer of like, yeah, like you said, oh, that's a perfect place for the Christmas tree and presents around or look at this dining room for Thanksgiving and the family, you know, now you'd be able to one to be able to host Thanksgiving or Christmas or Mother's Day, you know, as we just had it, uh, you're, picture, you're painting that picture for it. Again, for me, right? And because it's and it's not even like a sales tactic. It's a legit, like, if you don't see it, I don't think this is the place for us. No, I want, yeah, you have to have 1,000% that you don't want to settle for a home. You want to settle into a home. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You like that? I just made that up there now. It's funny. My my broker has been doing this show with me uh, this season. And I said to her last week, I'm like, you're not going to love this. But, you know, sort of my style is, is if I don't think you love the house, I will talk you out of it. And you know what that, you know what that does? It goes back to, he said, building a relationship. Because now you, you're, you have them in your hands and you're kind of taking them through the process. You providing that advice to them is going to hit them in the heart. You know, like, you know what? You were right. Because when they find the next house, like, wow, I'm glad we didn't go for that other house. And we got this one. And what that does, it builds referrals, you know, because they trust you. And then now they're going to say, hey, my sister wants to buy a house, my coworker. Now. So now you, because of your professionalism that you provided to them, it's, it's reciprocated back with, with referrals. And that's what it is, because that doesn't cost you anything, but just being a professional. 100% true. By the way, this is one of the coolest people that I know. Uh, I love Chris Sawyer. I think he's a really cool dude. I want to ask you a little bit more about, you know, your foray into the mortgage business. But just for a minute, maybe a little background, kind of a little who is Chris Sawyer. Uh, and maybe you could sort of tell some of the cool stories of, of your um, early adulthood. Well, I'm from East Hartford. Uh, born and raised in East Hartford, went to East Hartford High School, graduated in 91, 1991. Uh, went to college down in Florida at Stetson University, uh, played baseball. Uh, that's how I got to college. It wasn't my grades. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but played baseball in college and then played nine years in the minors afterwards, uh, kind of over the over throughout the country. Stopped playing in 2003. And... After that, you know, was trying to become, trying to find a, a job, you know, after playing and was either leaning toward police or fire um, or becoming a teacher. And the teacher aspect was kind of something I was kind of leaning toward as well because of the ability to coach. And uh, unfortunately, didn't work out. There was a program that I think was still going on in Connecticut that's called Alternate Route to Certification, which basically packs in. Um, like two years of education curriculum that you would have taken in college into like an eight week, eight hour a day course um, at a local college, which I think at the time I was trying, it was that's central. Um, but it's very strict as far as getting resumes, references, putting in your information, taking some of the tests, and then you submit everything and then they'll send you a letter back and they'll say, thank you so much. We received 500 applicants, but we only needed 30. So unfortunately, I wasn't uh, didn't get that, and then I was playing some summer ball in um, <clears throat> for the Greater Hartford Twilight League. I was playing in Bristol, and a, one of my teammates, 
just graduated University of Hartford, said, hey, what are you doing? You know, um, I know you're trying to go police and buyer and teacher and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, you ever think about doing mortgages? And I said, no, I never thought about doing that. Why would I want to do that? You know, I don't know anything about a mortgage, escrow, equity, all that kind of stuff. He's like, well, I just, you know, started with this other previous company that we both worked for. We both worked at. So he goes, give me a resume. And this was like June of 2004. If I remember right. Yeah. Because yeah, my daughter was just born um, in May of 04. And um, nothing really happened. And then I got a call like in October saying, uh, I have your resume here. Do you want to come in for an interview? And I said, sure. And then long story short, November 1st, 2004 is when I started doing what I'm doing now. I was with the company for three years. Unfortunately, they had to shut down and then been at been at where I'm at now with Andy Mac Home Mortgage since May of 07. And we had a we had a we were going by a different name. And then that over the year in 2008, 2009, we, we eventually changed to the Andy Mac Home Mortgage. So that's um, been doing that now for like I said since 04, November of 04. My broker, Sanam Salati, actually reminded me a few weeks ago. I don't know if you know this or not, but you actually came to our office yes. to yeah. do a pitch. When she was with Exit. Yeah, I was gonna say, and we were we had a different name. Yeah. I've been because I've been with them since 2014. And husband Tom. Tom. Yeah. I love Tom to death. Sanam and Tom are amazing. Um well, we've had like three or four name changes since 2014. Yeah, I was in there. So uh, a luxury that we have as a company is we have a real estate productivity platform. It's a curriculum of education, coaching, training, marketing. Uh, it's called Animac Works, and it's free for agents. And because we could not charge people because it would be a RESPA violation. So it's a way that we can build a partnership whether it's with an individual agent or if you know a broker is providing it to the broker because there's broke there's broker curriculum as well that allows the broker to have accountability for the agents profitability uh, recruitment for the agents because if they're a lot of agents as you probably are know or know is they sometimes will look for the grass to be greener on the other side well a good pitch is we have this coaching this training this technology that you might not have had at XYZ broke a real estate agency, but now we have it here. Come on over. And everything's archived. It's uh webinar based. Um, so if you like one of the big classes that we have is staging. And I always kind of pitch that thing first about the program is you could be a licensed stager. And we all know that a staged house is gonna sell for more and it's gonna sell quicker, and that means more cash in your guy's pocket when the deal closes. So Agents, and this is nationwide. This is not just Connecticut. This is a nationwide uh, platform that we offer to uh, real estate agents across the across the country. Is uh, this Animac works? And so I went in there to to pitch that. I got introduced to her by another exit agent who was um, running an office. And um, yeah, it's it's obviously it's a great program. I would love to be able to uh, provide that back and show. You know, I, try, I just always try to grab a coffee with somebody and say, hey, you know, this is what we can offer to you. It, it goes to everybody, whether you close 100 deals a year or you're just a part-time agent, which is perfectly okay, but you only do like four deals a year. Education is key, knowledge is key, and to be able to provide that to, you know, why would you not want to, be, want to become more productive and more knowledgeable? Because the curriculum was created by, not us, it's been, it was created by real estate agents down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, wow, okay. So they have 30 years of, 
experience. So they create this curriculum again that's all archived. So oh, so that's what I was gonna say. So if you miss the staging class, say for instance, staging took place last week, and you're like, I, I was at an inspection, I was I was busy, I couldn't do it. Well, you can come home tonight, eight o'clock at night, put the kids to bed and run the staging webinar and and get that certification. Oh wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um you know, if, for, for people who don't know, uh, you know, the mortgage companies are really great in partnering uh, with real estate companies. A lot of the times they'll offer uh, the, the continuing ed, uh, continue ed credit classes yep. and just super involved. And I mean, it makes sense, uh, obviously, to, to develop relationships between mortgage companies and, and real estate agents. You brought up this point before that there's no stupid questions. Um, and I, I, couldn't feel any more strongly about that because as you know because you're the person coming up with these loans this is probably the biggest purchase they're going to make in their life and or or this one might lead to so the next what one. becomes the biggest sale of their life but at least in this moment more than likely this is the this is the biggest expense they've ever had and i hate that they don't really know what they're doing i i always feel like and I tell them that, like, look, there's no stupid questions. If you want to know why Chris has asked for the same documents twice, ask. The second set's not going to him. It's going somewhere else, right? What's you guys on? do that a lot. There, there's a lot of, it seems like a lot of the times you're asking for the same documents more than once. And the people are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, just do what he says. Well, it could have been maybe they they thought they sent over, hey, I sent you your bank, my bank statements, but it might have been page one. And you can see on page one, it says one of six. And, and you want the other five. We need two of six. <laughs> you know, that was one reason. I'll give you a, a great example is someone would say, well, why do you need my divorce decree? And I would say, well, on the application, it says unmarried. And we had one of the questions is any dependents? Or we got your tax returns and we can see there's children on there. Well, if we're assuming that you're not married. Are you paying a child support? Are you paying an alimony? Because if you are, we have to count that as a debt. So the people are like, well, that's kind of a little uh, offensive to, uh, you know, going through my divorce decree. I'm like, well, and that's the reason why, you know. So you think you're closing one door, but what you sent over might open up another door. And now we have to go through that door and be able to shut that. So kind of one thing leads to the other. We're not just asking for paperwork because we just like gathering up paperwork. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's necessary. Uh, and again, I would go without asking for any paperwork and go just off our conversation, you know, then we close a lot of deals. But unfortunately, underwriters have to underwrite the file and they kind of have a glass half empty look at loans. So they have to make sure that they can fill up the other half of the glass to basically cross, cross the T's and dot the I's. And for the reason of that is investors who buy the loans way down the road, um, they're making sure because they're buying tens of thousands of loans on the back end that they want to make sure that everything is compliant. Yeah. And that's what the industry is. Unfortunately, it's compliant. I get it. It's kind of the same adage of like, hey, if they're going to want to check me before going up to the airport, I'll take a little, a little extra 20 minutes to make sure that getting on the plane is safe. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like right. and stuff, so um, the process has gotten more difficult over the last few years which to me is another reason why you need a good real estate agent. You need a really good mortgage person. You need a good closing attorney. You, you need a team of people team yep. um, that know what they're doing, that do this all the time, 
um, and have a good track record. And and yep. that's why I'm I'm excited to get you in the loop with my with my clients because I I love my clients. I, again, um, most of the people I deal with I know directly or I know through somebody else. My mm-hmm. my business is um, very referral and very sphere of influence based. Yep. Um, not that I wouldn't work with a rando. I would <laughs> call me. It's okay. Um, but it's important to me, and this is why uh, you know you and I are in a BNI group together, yep. uh, and it's an amazing group with amazing professionals. And I learned so much stuff from you guys every single week. Um, and I really wanted to just get you on the podcast so that people could know uh, that that you will um, you'll be servicing uh, loans for me here in the future. We're very excited about that. Well, that, yeah, that's that's and, and going back to the BNI group to be able to have that team, that sales force that we like to call, um, is important to you know have those like-minded professionals, and and knowing that we are going to do our due diligence upfront to try to make the process as smooth as possible for the client. Whether again, whether you're the real estate agent, whether you're the mortgage lender, you're the uh, real estate attorney. Um, that we're all working together to get it to the finish line. And it is, it's a very good analogy because this is very much like a marathon. I think when it comes to, you know, we, we go out, we find your house, um, we write up a contract, we get it accepted. We kick it over to the mortgage guy. You start your whole process. And then we begin our whole adventures of home inspections. And while all this is happening, you guys start with the with the whole process of getting the loan together. And then, right, we fish this thing out to a closing attorney who starts to do the title search. There's a lot going on. And to do that in like a 45-day span, you, you need people who, number one, know what they're doing. Number two, can direct you as to the proper moves you should be making. I love the Monopoly board. Yep. I think that's a, a, a really... Um, that's an easy visual for people because again, and I love my clients to death, but sometimes you call them up like a week in and you're like, how's everything going? And they're like, I, I haven't done anything yet. Hmm. And you're like, mm, all right, well, today's the day we're going to get active. We're going to start doing some stuff. What do you need to do? Well, they wanted this paperwork, but, and so there does tend to be a lot of handholding and there should be because should be. this is, yeah. This is what we do. We know what we're doing yep. and have to take into account that most of them don't. They've never done anything. They've never done anything like this. They've never purchased anything large before. Maybe they've rented some places. So they, you know, they had to get the $1,500 cash together quick. Yep. That's about it. So this is definitely um, the type of experience where you do need your hand held and you need yep. it held by people who are. Um, obviously knowledgeable, but also people, I think that, um, sure, that's super important. I, 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 I mean, right. Because this is the most important thing in the world to them, right? It should seem like it's the most important thing in the world to you. You should treat it as you're doing your own loan. Yeah. You know, and if you have that, that care philosophy, you're going to hold their hand and you're going to be upfront with them early. You know, what is, uh, over. Um, under promise and over deliver. And I think that is a, a great mentality to have in, in the business. Um, cause again, they're, they have so much stuff that's 
being thrown at them. So you got to be able to hold their hand, walk them through the process, keep everybody in communication of what's happening. Um, and before you know it, they're signing paperwork at closing and they're, you know, it's a sham, it's a champagne day. It sure is. Yeah. One of my favorite days. I, I love handing someone the keys when it's all said and done and yeah. signed and all right, go to your house and go enjoy it. Yeah. Right. You know, here, here it is. Here's my address for the, uh, Housewoman party. I'm yeah, exactly. Oh my, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, one of the things I did two years ago for the first time, and I really wanted to kind of make this sort of my thing. Uh, I don't even know where who gave me the idea or whatever, but to throw them a housewarming party. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I like uh, that idea. Yeah. And you, you know, and then they invite people who, who they think, you know, also might be interested in buying a house. Yeah. 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 It's a good time. Yeah. It's COVID definitely safe. a good time. COVID safe. You got well, yeah. You know, speaking of COVID safe, just um, um, I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. We were in quarantine last week because we were uh, exposed to people who were double vaxxed, uh, and they got exposed to it. And so, just when you start to think like, "Oh, it's all over," yep. tap the brakes, people. Tap the brakes. Not quite there yet, yeah. but but we're getting closer. I have we're mine, excited. so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. So uh, any face to face interaction, I'm, I'm good with. I like it. I'm I'm excited about about getting back out there and about seeing humans again. I, I really look forward. To yeah, it. there's no there's no glass here. Yeah. So we're good. You know, it's funny you say that. I was actually going to make that joke. So I was thinking about it yesterday when I was like, oh, Chris, will be here. maybe at some point I'll be like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> but there's no glass. there. No glass. He's absolutely right. But anyway, uh, Chris Sawyer from any Mac home mortgage. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, the easiest way is my cell phone, 860-878-8730. My email is csawyer at annie, A-N-N-I-E, hyphen, M-A-C.com. Yeah, that's all going to be right here on the bottom of the screen. That's called post-production. There you go. We'll take care of that. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And for uh, just spitting some knowledge on the podcast today, we'll hopefully have you back again soon. Absolutely. I know we're working on uh, another project that people can look forward to pretty soon as well. Uh, make sure you visit clovercrestmedia.com backslash the closing time podcast. Uh, it's powered by Rocky Hill Accountants. Uh, make sure you talk to Glenn and Heidi again. You're kind of running out of time. May 17th is the deadline to get your taxes filed. They also, I tell you, these people are amazing. Uh, they do business consulting. Glenn's also a cryptocurrency expert. Oh, there you go. You wouldn't think it. No, I had no idea. I love Glenn. He doesn't look like a cryptocurrency expert, but he is literally certified in doing that. They do bookkeeping, accounting, pretty much any accounting needs that you have. Go to RockyHillAccountants.com. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. For my buddy, Chris Sawyer. Again, thanks for being here. Thanks, Joe. I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks for checking out the Closing Time Podcast. <laughs>